But transition to retirement, it's different. It's on a different level. It's in a different playing field. It's like a completely different game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Functional Retirement Podcast, where we get technical about your wealth, philosophical about your purpose, and inspirational on your fitness. I'm your host, Thatcher Taylor. Today, we're talking about the transition to retirement. We're going to talk about what it looks like to wind down, how to shift your mentality and your identity, and then lastly, some financial adjustments to be aware of. So one of the biggest life experiences that you're going to go through, marriage, divorce, job loss, kids, graduation, all of these things are really, really important. But transition to retirement, it's different. It's on a different level. It's in a different playing field. It's like a completely different game. It's different because the outcome or that transition, how this all shakes out, what it all looks like is going to be dependent on all of those life events and experiences that happened up until then. Uh, you got to understand accumulating the assets or the wealth and making these decisions along the way is completely different than the distribution process. Retirement is the culmination. It's like an entire book written. And then retirement is the start of another. So today's episode is going to be less nuts and bolts. If you want to get more nuts and boltsy, go check out my last podcast where we dissect long-term care. It was like walking through aisle 12 of Home Depot. And you know, long-term care, some of you may or may not need it. So go check that out. But today is going to be more pragmatic, more qualitative. I can't always be technical. There's some really qualitative elements that are important to this whole retirement journey. And that's what we're going to focus on today. And we're going to talk about the transition to retirement. So first, before we start, I want to say thank you to everyone who's listening right now or everyone that will listen to this podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. All I want you to do is I want you, if you're on Apple or if you're on Spotify or if you're watching this on YouTube, wherever you're at, I want you just to go leave a review. That's all I want you to do. Just go leave a review, a really good five-star review so we can help grow this a little bit more. The more reviews we get, the further we can reach and the more people we can help promote this mission of millions of people having an optimal retirement. All right. Thanks for doing that. So let's now shift to the retirement mentality. I think you need to start to consider what type of retirement you want to have because retirement looks different and it means different things to everybody. And I think the first place that you want to start is looking at retirement like a tree. And I want you to start with your family tree and evaluate their retirements. So when you're trying to ask the question, what type of retirement do I want? I think the first place you can go is a simple activity and evaluate some of the retirements you've seen that are close to you and start to pinpoint areas that you like and didn't like. So first go to your parents or your grandparents. Have they retired? What did their retirement look like? How was it? Then go to your friends and their friends or people that are closest to you. So maybe some acquaintances. So you can start to look at what their retirement was like and start to pinpoint different areas that you think may be valuable. 
Now, everyone's retirement is different. And I know you probably don't have all the information about their particular retirements, but there are some areas of opportunity that we can pinpoint like income. When they were in retirement, was income a problem for these individuals? Was their income volatile or was it guaranteed? What about investments? Did it seem like they have a lot of assets or did they complain about losing it all in 2008 and 2009? What about their legacy? Did they leave a lot of their assets to family and friends? Do you know any friends that received an inheritance? If they received a decent inheritance, it may lead to their parents probably doing some financial planning. Did these people that are close to you have a plan in place or was it a catastrophe when they passed, which I've seen? Did they keep working through retirement because they didn't have enough or did they retire early? Were they living with family? Were they self-sufficient? Did they have long-term care? Or more importantly, when they were in retirement, did they seem happy? healthy, depressed, anxious, were they mean and rude, or were they kind and thoughtful? You can pinpoint all these little things in other people's retirement. And you can start to say to yourself, man, they were really happy and they got to travel a lot and they were able to leave a lot of money to their kids. That's what I want too. Because right there, you just named retirement goals. And you can see some other people are like, oh man, they were confined to a chair. They couldn't move. They were really, really old. Their mind was going. They were angry. They were upset. They were living with family. You can go there too and you'd be like, oh, I do not want those things to happen. So you can evaluate all this to think about what you want and build your vision, find what you like and didn't like, and you can start to prepare. And if you need to stop here for five to 10 minutes to think through this, do it. We're going to come back to this later. But you can start to think through this a little bit as I work through the next pieces of our podcast of basically three areas. We're going to talk about winding down strategies, the identity shifts in retirement, which is never talked about and often overlooked, and then some financial adjustments. Those are going to be the kind of the three things. So first, let's talk about career winding down strategies. Obviously, everyone's retirement could end up being completely different based on the life that they've had up until that point. But the best way I can describe the winding down or the initial transition is actually from a documentary I just watched about Jason Kelsey. Now, I know that there's a lot of popularity around the Kelseys right now because Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey's one of the best NFL football players. He's a center for the Philadelphia Eagles. And they like to talk about the popularity of those players as players. But there's one thing I pinpointed in the documentary, of course, Certified Financial Planner, Retirement Planner. It was one of the big elements was Travis trying to decide whether or not he was going to retire. But there were a couple scenes within there where he was actually meeting with other players where they were asking him, what is he going to do when he retires? Now, the majority of you listen, in fact, all of you probably listening are not going to retire at 35 for making millions of dollars in an NFL career. But the mentality is the same. It doesn't matter the length of time. The mentality is the same that he was so committed to a passion of football for probably 20 years. And now that's going to go away and he's going to go into quote unquote retirement where he's going to have to transition into something else. He's winding down his career and transitioning to something else. And they start asking him, what are you going to do? He has all these ideas. He's going to be a farmer, or he might get into real estate, or he might even continue his podcast, which are all great ideas and great places to start. But the winding down process starts years ahead of time. 
Now, the winding down phase is going to look different for everyone. Some people need maybe a year to wind down. Some people need five or 10. But you've spent your life working or committed to some sort of career or passion. It could be tech. It could be engineering. It could be medical, the medical field. You could be a doctor. It could be teaching or sales or executive roles. Whatever it may be, there's going to be a time when you start thinking about moving on. And you could say that that time that you start thinking is a time that you're starting to transition. It could be as early as your 40s where you're planning for this future retirement where maybe you're 45 and you want to retire at 55. So your transition is 10 years. Or early retirement, it could be maybe in your 50s, late 50s where you're starting to decide, okay, you've had enough. Let's see where we're at and I want to retire here soon. Or it could be in your 60s where you're hoping to make sure it's even possible Or you've worked longer than you wanted to make sure you've accumulated enough so you've made more sacrifices and now you're ready to go. So regardless of the situation or age, there needs to be a period before the actual time where you retire, where you're winding down, where you're starting the transition. Because we do not want to be in limbo in the first few years of retirement. Now, the transition itself is when you are starting to prepare and put the pieces in place. I think you should start to prepare for retirement at least five years prior to retiring. At least five to 10 would be ideal. Now, we all know that people talk about phases to retirement. And most people think that these phases are basically, there's three of them. There's kind of the accumulation, there's the protection, and then there's a decumulation. But each advisor has their own sort of phases that they like to discuss with their clients. There's no right or wrong answer. They all have their own take. But here's the one that I like the most. I think life starts at an early career. Stage one is the building of good habits in an early career, where it could be anywhere from 22, 23 to like 40, where you're really starting to build good habits and identify where you want to be. You're going to learn to invest. You're going to work on cash flow planning, maybe having kids. Then you're going to be in your mid career where the kids are getting a little bit older, maybe from 40 to 50, 55 ish, where you're really starting to get more strategic. You're managing competing priorities. That's where the kids are getting a little bit older. Choices are coming into play, funding retirement. The prioritization is becoming more and more important about prioritizing what's important to you. You're trying to diversify. You're trying to accelerate how much money you're adding. You're thinking beyond contribution limits and retirement plans, and you're thinking deeper on how to invest more. And then there's your late career. You're funding your lifestyle retirement. How do you determine when you can retire? And there's trends in healthcare costs that you're concerned about. You're reevaluating your financial planning picture You're preparing for taxes. There's a whole lot of things that come into play late in your career. This is when I think the transition starts. Late career is when it starts. You can start thinking about it in mid-career and absorbing it in early career like we discussed before, really evaluating what you want it to look like based on life's situations or other people's experiences, I should say. Then stage five, I think, is early retirement, which is the new normal, how this new world exists. How do you fit in to this new world that you've created? And then there's late stage retirement where you're at the end of your years. We don't exactly know when this is, but you're really starting to work through assets or you're wanting to protect assets for the next generation. There's a big wealth transfer mentality that comes into play. 
So these are the five stages, early career, mid-career, late career, early stage, and late stage retirement. That, those are the five stages that I like the most because there's a lot that can happen within those and they all can look a little bit different. You need to evaluate where you're at in these stages and what you want each stage to look like. If you've already passed by early career and mid-career, that's fine, but you need to evaluate what stage you're in and how you can impact the next stage positively. This is a really important component that you need to evaluate is where you're at and what you want to do next. That's how you start to wind down is you take a snapshot of where you're at and start to really figure out what it'll take to get you to where you want to go next. That's how you wind down. The next piece of the puzzle are identity shifts. This is the mentality from worker to retiree is what we're going to transition. We need to reframe who you are as an employee of an organization, as a cog in the big machine to you being a cog in your own complete machine. So it's become more apparent with research that among older adults, retirees are more likely to experience depression compared to those who are still working. The elevated risk of this, it reflects the intertwining of the social and the physical and the biology and the psychological aspects of our world. It's becoming difficult to assess mental capacity in retirement, but depression is on the rise. Retirement is... It involves major changes in your day-to-day, when you wake up, what you do during the day, what you do going to bed. I know clients that spend too much time on YouTube. I know clients that do not have a consistent consistent waking up and going to sleep schedule. But also there's going to be changes to your assets because now you're not getting the next paycheck from the employer. Now you're getting the paycheck from your assets. So income. And even health insurance become concerns, which all impact and affect depression and anxiety in retirement. So you go from a working career where you may have some depression and anxiety in the situation you're in. If you transition to retirement, that's not all of a sudden going to go away. Many older people, they've established expectations about when and how they will retire. We just talked about that. When you want to retire, but a lot of times maybe you're not ready to retire then or you want to retire early and you're not quite there yet. We've built this on experiences that you've witnessed and what would be most important to you, but the society has kind of built the structure about how we retire because of when we take Social Security, when Medicare kicks in, when the employers think you're no longer useful in your 60s and they get someone younger and cheaper. Many workers that retire earlier, younger ages or retire later, they struggle to make that move into retirement. There are some times where you're forced into retirement. You're you're forced to retire earlier. Maybe you have health problems that You don't really have the same ability to do your work duties. The workplace just has layoffs. So it was an uncontrolled layoff and you're in early retirement. 
Maybe you have to leave the workforce early to be a caregiver for a family member, which I think is the worst one. I think people have a responsibility to take care of themselves so you don't affect the other people around you. That's the one that struggles, I struggle with the most, but that's neither here nor there. All these instances, at least partially outside the control of the retiree and as a result of early retirement is associated with lower life satisfaction. Very rarely are you going to retire by something outside of your control and you're going to leave and be ecstatic unless you've done some really good planning. This leads to anxiety, depression, poor retirement judgment. It's really difficult to compete with these types of situations. So even if it's an uncontrolled retirement and you are retirement retiring on your own and you have not planned or prepared or you're not sure where you're at, this can really lead to a difficult situation in retirement, which could lead to anxiety and depression. One way that the employer does provide a lot of positivity is because it gives you purpose. It gives you meaning. So your identity is built into the employer and your job and your career, which is great. I love that. And thank you for whatever you do. I tell people all the time, I'm never going to make fun of the company man or woman because they provide everything I use on a day-to-day basis. So thank you for everything that you do. But when you retire, that identity might vanish. So it's important in this transition phase, we talked about it in the beginning, the wind down strategies or the transition, getting an idea of what you want to do. You need to start preparing for that first day of retirement. What are you going to do? How are you going to give back? What's your identity going to be? What's your purpose? Are you healthy? Are you active? Are you going to be confined to your house? Are you going to be able to get around? Are you going to be able to pay your bills? What's your income going to look like? What's your longevity? How does this all play in to what this is going to look like once you get to retirement? You might think that this is too difficult to start with, but I think it's the most important piece that you need to start with and you need to start prioritizing time to think through how you're going to shift into retirement and what your identity is going to be. This part of the transition needs to start earlier. So the last piece of this are financial adjustments. So we've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about the qualitative aspects of retirement. We've talked about when you want to start transitioning to retirement and when you want that retirement to be and what you want it to look like. And we've also discussed how you will find the mental and physical health in retirement to keep your identity and your purpose. So now we've kind of got the pieces in place. So now we're going to talk about how to support some of these ideas with some financial adjustments. And number one is income. You need to be able to sustain your lifestyle throughout retirement. Anxiety and depression can come a lot from not having enough income in retirement and you're just compounding every single year concerned about what you have and if you have enough to spend. So income sources are basically going to be from social security, maybe a guaranteed pension. If you've created a stream of income from an annuity that you purchased by yourself and utilizing assets, whether it's 401ks, IRAs, taxable accounts to develop that income distribution strategy in retirement. So what you can do in the transition leading up to retirement, hopefully you're getting started on this soon enough. If you aren't, you still need to find out where you're at now is being able to accumulate more assets in the years leading up to retirement. The less you accumulate and the less that has been accumulated for you 
will predominantly mean the less you have to spend in retirement. So accumulating assets by investing in retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks if you can, or just regular taxable brokerage accounts. Don't ever sleep on the regular taxable brokerage account as a retirement asset. These are going to be great ways to accumulate money in preparation for retirement. Next is Social Security. Taking Social Security at 62 is the earliest. 67 is the full retirement security Social Security benefit. And age 70 is the maximum benefit. If you're taking them before your primary insurance amount or full retirement benefit, which is probably around 67 for the majority of you listening, you're going to get a reduced amount. You need to really decide on when you're going to choose Social Security. And I'm going to give you a tip. The biggest impact on when you should take your Social Security is what you think your longevity will be. If you're healthy going into retirement, try to delay your Social Security benefit as much as you can. Because the break-even point for most people is going to be around 82 to 84. If you live past 82 or 84 and you took your Social Security benefit early at 62 you're going to lose out on a ton of money. If you pass away before 82 or 84, and obviously we don't know when we're going to pass away, but if your health is showing us that you're going to pass away earlier, taking your benefit earlier may be beneficial to you. But the break even is 82 or 84. If you live past those days, waiting until 67 and 70 is going to be most valuable to you. The next financial adjustment you need to make as you prepare for retirement is starting to budget and manage your expenses. I think people leading into retirement should have a practice year on the potential costs and expenses that they're going to incur in retirement once they get there. A lot of this is going to come from a calculation about how much fixed income are you going to get and then how much you're going to need to supplement from your assets to cover those costs. It's really important to practice that potential first year number. So when you get to retirement, is it, it isn't a spending shock to you having to potentially spend a little bit less because now you don't have the income. I think you need to discuss the lifestyle, the goal, and the vision with your spouse and what they want this all to look like. Number three is tax planning and optimization of your taxes. It's the idea of leading into retirement. How do you manage taxes? Because most people are going to be distributing from tax-deferred accounts like IRAs and 401ks. All those dollars most likely, unless it's a Roth IRA, are going to be taxable to you. So maybe taking advantage of some tax scenarios now like Roth conversions or utilizing Roth 401ks may be valuable in your planning. The next piece is healthcare. 65 Medicare starts, but are you going to buy any supplemental Part D policies, maybe uh, Medicare Advantage policies? How are you going to build in these extra potential costs? Or if you have too much income, are you going to be able to pay for IRMA, which you probably will. It's just going to come out of your paycheck. And IRMA is Medicare surcharges, where if you make too much money on your tax return, you're going to have some surcharges on your social security. That could be an issue as well. But tax planning is really important as you lead into retirement. One thing that I do for my clients is we do an estimated lifetime cost of taxation based on decisions now and how that can adjust things. But healthcare considerations are really important as well. Medicare, HSAs, and how that all plays in to your distribution strategy in retirement is going to be extremely important. And I know I kind of mix tax planning and healthcare together, but the reason they are kind of mixed together is a lot of the healthcare costs that you receive are based off the income that you get. And you might be spending an extra on average $5,000 a year 
on healthcare costs. So it's important to maybe save some money elsewhere to cover those types of costs in retirement. Those are some financial adjustments that need to be prepared for as you get ready to go into retirement. The transition should be a good one. You should be able to just wind down your career over time and being able to go into retirement with everything ready to go. You know where your next dollar is going to come from. You know what's going to happen if the market changes. You know what happens if taxes are going to change. You know what happens if your health is going to change. You have all these pieces together. And if you pass away, you know where your assets are going to go next. This is about developing a plan. If you put these pieces in place, it's going to reduce. It's going to, excuse me, reduce so much anxiety and depression. It's going to be so much more fulfilling and enjoyable in retirement because you have a plan and strategy in place. And then the other thing besides these financial stuff is start to work on your health, get out and exercise, work on your health and wellness. It's going to pay off. It's a huge investment in your retirement journey. If you have any questions or you want to work with me directly, there's a link below. Hit the get started. I'll be happy to chat with you to learn a little bit more about your particular situation. I help clients prepare for retirement all the time. This is what I do and I love it. Please hit me with any comments or questions. I'll be happy to answer them and make sure to leave a review. Thanks for listening. Or if you're on YouTube, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.